Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Before we get into this conversation, I'll just put this up. We're all grown-ups here, and we're not going to be talking about anything vulgar or anything like that, but we're talking about laws that govern sex workers in the country. So if you are a little sensitive, we might get into some areas that make some people uncomfortable. Just putting it out there. I don't think it's nothing, you know, like I say, it's not vulgar or salacious or anything, but, you know, just just saying. Uh, I don't want anybody to be offended uh, uh, unawares. So, so you know what we're going in with eyes wide open here. Um, but we are talking about laws in this country surrounding sex work. And they're back in the spotlight once again following um, something that happened in the, in the Superior Court in Ontario. A judge there recently threw out a challenge of the laws governing sex work saying, you know what, this isn't something that the judiciary should be trying to deal with at this point. You've got to take this back to the politicians, the lawmakers need to do a better job of this because the laws are pretty, I don't know what the right word is, but they're uh, they're not helpful in so many ways. And a lot of people are really concerned about it. So uh, let's find out what's going on, what the challenge was and what the court decided. We're going to have a conversation now with Meredith Ralston, who's a professor of women's studies and political studies at Mount Sinai Vincent University. Uh, Meredith, thank you so much for being here. Really appreciate your time. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. So let's start with the court challenge here. First of all, I mean, 25 different sex workers' rights groups coming together to try and challenge the laws around sex work in this country. What were they challenging? Where did it start? What was the issue? Well, it's it's been go- ongoing for several decades Yeah, now, years and years. And years and years. And what they were actually challenging was the 2014 law that was put in by the Harper government um, to deal with the fact that the year before, the Supreme Court of Canada ruled that all prostitution laws that were in the criminal code at that time were unconstitutional. But the court gave them, it was unanimous, the court gave them one year to come up with their version of the laws. And so they came up with what's referred to as the Nordic model sometimes called equality model if you're anti-prostitution uh, or end demand and so what it's done is to say that the selling of sex generally women selling of sex is legal in certain contexts the purchasing of sex generally men is illegal and so what these groups were doing taking a harm reduction point of view to them in their in their minds was saying even though this law came in to deal with those problems in the law it hasn't worked the judge in that case basically said that's not the case because the the parliament said what they're trying to do is end demand they want to end sex work so even though it's detrimental to actual sex workers the justice said that the parliament's got to deal with it now the law itself like you say it's okay to sell it not okay to buy it it's okay in some instances not i mean it is so ambiguous that's part of the problem right there right is you've got you've also you've got a bunch of false equivalencies set up within the law itself it's that's exactly right it's asymmetrical and i do wonder why men aren't up in arms i wrote another article about something about rape culture and you know the men they they came up against it quite strongly on this one it's 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 the women but i always i was kind of wonder why that is 
And probably it's because it's so stigmatized. Not only are sex workers stigmatized, but now men who go to sex workers, which ha- which is a fairly new um, new thing, that that wasn't the case always. Um, so I assume that's why men don't just say, uh, how can this be legal? It's okay to sell sex, right. but it's not okay to purchase sex. And, and like you say, you take a look at the law, and the law is really symptomatic of long-standing... Um, I don't know what the proper term is, but when you try and deal with this issue in particular, you've got morality, you've got all kinds of things that come. It's not just about the law. It's the law trying to reflect. Uh, what's the right term? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about, right? Well, yes. I mean, the, the problem is definitely morality, and I would totally argue that. One of the women who, who commented on my paper, said, or my article, um, called these women whores. Uh, and so that was, I liked your disclaimer at the beginning yeah. because it, it's unbelievable to me that in this day and age, we would still have uh, women talking about other women in that kind of derogatory language. And I think that's part of what the challenge was about, is showing that having this be criminalized, half criminalized, is still having them work in a very legal gray area. Yeah. And it means that it's still stigmatized both the purchase of sex and the selling of sex. Um, and that just goes, that's just a perfect example of how people, women who sell sex, and it's, I guess what I would say is it's not just those women. I think that the, the woman who called those women the bad name mm-hmm. um, doesn't realize how that impacts her. That it actually, it's not just about, like she is bought in to that good girl, bad girl dichotomy, what, you know, academics call it, um, because she's saying that women should behave in certain ways. And if they don't behave in those good girl ways, then they're bad. And there are severe consequences for women who are perceived to be bad. So it's, it's that kind of thing that it goes, it's much more deep-rooted. It's really about sexuality in terms yes. of our discomfort with it and what we consider good or bad sex. So, I mean, that, that, that's what this comes down to. It's changing the way we think about the entire issue overall. And I think what, you, what you're talking about, and you do mention in the piece, is we need to try and assign some value to this. I mean, we'll get to the morality piece again in just a second. But first of all, mm-hmm. is there a value to this? You know, I mean, we, we, we see it as something in some corners, you know, dirty and should mm-hmm. be banned. And other people say, oh, who cares? And, but is there value to it, Meredith? Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Well, if you'd asked me this 10 years ago, I would probably have said, well, no, only to the <laughs> to men who are going to sex workers. But when I actually met women who were sex workers and men, interestingly enough, whose clients were not men, but women, um, it gave me a very, very different idea. It opened my eyes, I would guess, I'd say, to the, the world. It's not just about the most disadvantaged women in the world, although there are that. Nobody is denying that there's trafficking. Uh, and abuse in the sex industry. That's not what anyone's saying. But what it is saying is that there is such a restrictive nature about what is good or bad sex that I think that really has to be um, challenged. And so some of the women I met were very much about if sexuality was valued, then their work would be too. 
um, if if women valued their own sexuality and they were not getting good sex from whomever, from a partner, then they would be going to sex workers too. Mm-hmm. Now, that is sort of the realm of science fiction these days, but it's still, it's a, it, when you think about that, if you've met people who do sex work with respect and dignity and who make a lot of money and that's the way they want to make a living, why are we making it more difficult for them? Why are we making it more... Uh, less safe for them to work either with others, etc., cetera, uh, which is basically what these new laws do. Well, if you go back to it, I mean, famously, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners will remember when uh, somebody in this country once said there, there's no place for the state in the bedrooms of the nation. But I mean, that extended to only some of the bedrooms in the nation. Like if it comes down to you've got two consenting adults that have made a decision to do what they want to do. Um, and we want to make sure that, uh, you know, we, we, we respect that. I mean, that. That's the morality piece, right? It's sort of if, if somebody wants to buy sex and somebody wants to sell sex and nobody's being hurt, then, then who cares? I mean, I, I think that's part of the thinking in some mm-hmm. circles isn't it definitely i mean and that's why the canadian civil liberties and many feminist groups were on the side of the challenge because it really goes to personal autonomy if if it is consensual adult nonviolent, but we have other rules we have other laws in the criminal code to handle trafficking sexual assault and underage sex so the idea as in new zealand is to remove sex work itself from the Constitution, from the Charter, and use other criminal code violations like sexual assault, trafficking, and underage sex to deal with the problems within sex work itself. But in terms of, if you really think about it that way, if it's just, if it's consenting adults, why is the state involved in regulating that Mm -hmm. activity? They are, if you believe that morally yeah. sex work is wrong and why are we using our own personal morality? I mean, you may be against sex work then don't be a sex worker, don't go to a sex worker. But in terms of having that influence our public policy, I think that's a pretty dangerous stance. So where do we go from here? Court challenge like the judge, uh, and I think the judge might be right in saying, you know what, this law is such a mess, go fix it before you bring it back to us. I mean, so where do we go from here after the, uh, the appeal was uh, thrown out? Well, I think the, the, the group that initiated it is going to keep going, and they want to get it to the Supreme Court again. Yep. I don't know how much luck they're going to have with that because the justice actually quoted another one that came out just before um, this challenge, basically saying that the sex workers are protected in the way that Bedford, the Supreme Court, uh, ruled that they were not. So what I think it really is going to have to be Parliament. And because criminal code is federal, that has to be done at the federal level. And then if it ever did get decriminalized, then it would be up to the provinces and then municipalities to regulate enforcement. It. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah so yeah, it's a big job. <laughs> I mean, you're it's talking. A big job, and it's. But I think the. I think what the justice, what the justice pointed out actually, and when I read it, he's showing the polarized positions. Yeah. And that's part of the difficulty, yep. even within feminism themselves. Themselves, unfortunately, you know, we have we don't have abortion in the criminal code. We have laws against sexual assault and domestic violence, a lot of which because feminists could come together on those issues and they agreed on the issues. On this one, (laughs) polar opposite stances. Um, You know, it's either harmed, this prostitution is harmed to women, and therefore we have to eradicate it, versus, uh, you know, we have to, this is consenting adults making a living. If you can do it without harm, of course, 
then why are we regulating? Why is it in the criminal justice system? And those are polar opposite points of view. And if you really, truly believe that all women are harmed by this, not just the women who are sex workers, then, of course, you're not going to give in. (laughs) And as he said, the justice said, same people, the same people were given evidence for both Bedford in 2013 uh, and this case. So. I don't know. Yeah. What's going to happen? We'll see where it goes, but uh, I really appreciate the update today, Meredith, and uh, we'll chat again soon. Thank you.